Hi, Rav Judy here with my second idiot, Perik Bet Mishnah Aleph, dedicated towards the Schut of Rafur Shlema for Tova Miriam Bat Devorah Mindel. So, our second parak, our first parak dealt a lot with Hillel and Shammai. Our second parak now goes on to a new set of eduyot, of testimonies about particular halachic positions. We start off with Rav Chanina Skana Kohanim, Heid Arbadvarm. Rav Chanina, who was the assistant Kohen Gadol, uh, testified about four things, and we'll start off this Mishnah, but it's going to go a little bit further in the coming. Okay, so building on things that we've discussed in prior Mishnayot, the, uh, the, it says here that the Kohanim never refrained from burning Korban meat that had become tame. So a korban is not supposed to be tame. If sacrificial meat becomes tame, it gets burned. It doesn't get put on the on the altar. It gets burned on the side uh, and gotten rid of. However, there are different levels of tuma, and so there's what's called an ava tuma, which is an initial core source of tuma. That is the most intense or highest level, if one can use the term high or low in this context, of tuma. Namely, for example, a dead body would be an ava tuma. Uh, that is the core source tuma. Then there's things that have touched that. Uh, and things that have touched that. You have Shani Latuma, second degree Tuma, third degree Tuma, so on and so forth. And so, what would happen if one had some meat that had come in contact with a Vlad Hatuma, that is a, an offspring Tuma, or a second degree Tuma, a third degree Tuma, uh, something that's a little bit further out, less intense in its Tameness, its loss of lifeness. So let's say one had some sacrificial meat that was third degree Toma. They would not hesitate to burn that meat together with meat that is, uh, that had contacted an Ava Toma, a first degree Toma. Now, why would you think this would be a problem? Because if you're going to put it all in a pile, and then burn it, that means the things that were of a lesser degree of Tumah are now touching things of a higher degree of Tumah, and they will become more Tameh. And one could argue that, look, it was not right, it shouldn't have been done, it shouldn't have happened that these things become Tameh, they are sacrificial meat, they're holy, they're kadosh, that's not supposed to happen, but if it does, you burn it. So once it's happened, don't make it worse by taking something of a lesser Tuma, and then putting it in contact with something a greater Tuma, even though they're all going to be burned, you're still making things worse. So, Rebchanina, the assistant Kohen Gadol, said, no, they never, they never refrain from that. It's fine. Once it's Tame, it's being burned, then it's Tame, it's being burned. Even though, Afopisha Mosifin Tuma al Tumato, even though you're making it more Tame, it's still already Tame. Okay. Now, by the way, this is by way of contrast. The Mishnah doesn't say this. I'm just adding this in. This is by way of contrast to the fact that, for example, a Kohen, who is all Kohanim today are Tame, because they have either, you know, been to a funeral of an immediate family member, uh, if if need be, and we don't have a red heifer, a paraduma, for them to become tahor from that. But even if not, a Kohen has shaken hands, hugged everybody else who's been to a funeral, and so on and so forth. So Kohanim are tame. Yet we don't say, oh, a Kohen's tame, therefore they can go to the cemetery and they can become tame for other things. No, because they're become, becoming more tame, and we don't, we don't, we're not allowed to go and become more tame. They are tame. They have the status, but we try to reduce this much as possible. That is the contrast of the, let's say, a Kohen's life, as opposed to, Chinina says, we don't worry about that with Korbano, that have already become Tameh, we just put them in the fire pile, and that's that. Hosi for Biyakiva, or Biyakiva added on to this. Biyakiva took this even a slight step further. He said that, let's say one has oil that became Tameh through a Tvul Yom. Tvul Yom is somebody was Tameh, 
as part of their process of becoming Tahor, they go to the mikvah. However, Tvul Yom is a little subject unto itself that one goes to the mikvah, let's say, during the daytime, and they're not yet Tahor until night. Uh, this is not the, with respect to Hilchot Nida, with respect to Tumah and the Beit HaMikdash. And so, let's say a person was Tameh, but they want to be able to go to the Beit HaMikdash, so they, they've been to a funeral, they wait their time, they have the Paraduma, they have all these things, ashes put on them, there's a whole process. At the tail end of that process, they go to mikvah during daytime, that is the mitzvah, and they are still Tameh until nightfall. And the fall of, of evening will now make them Tahor. That's called Tful Yom. Such a person for the remainder of the day post-Mikvah is still Tameh in a very minor fashion. So we say that if you have oil that was touched by such a person, so it's Tameh in a very minor fashion, that oil can be... Uh, can be uh, uh, lit on, or, you know, can be put together with a, uh, a, with a, um, uh, a, like a candelabrum that has become tame through tumat mate, uh, because it's become first degree tame. Again, we don't say that, oh, well, now you're making it more tame. It's already tame. Once it's tame, so just to make it more tame, and the reason that Rabbi Kiva is adding is that now we're jumping from third level tuma to first degree tuma, going all the way up. Um, so even though we're jumping up several steps, it's still the same idea that once it's tummy and it's being burned and destroyed, it's tummy and it's being burned and destroyed, even though we're adding tumma to its tumma, doesn't matter.